Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, everyone. This is Pastor Angela Payton from Grace Through Faith Worship Center, wishing you a happy Saturday. I pray that your week was successful, that God was in it, and that you were uh, a conqueror in Jesus Christ. Amen. So today we are, uh, this is the prophetic intercession for Saturday, May the 6th. And we're just excited to be here, and we're going to believe God. Let's just let's just uh, go to the uh, go to God in prayer. Amen. Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for today. I thank you for what you're going to do today, Lord God. I pray and I thank you for the compassion of Holy Spirit to come upon us and and flow through us today, Lord God. We put our flesh down, ourselves down, Lord God for the kingdom and for the furtherment of Jesus Christ. Lord God, our bodies even are a weapon unto you, Lord God, for the use of your kingdom. Father, we thank you, Lord God, as we begin to see and hear and feel and understand the revelation of Jesus Christ, Lord God, that we, as we go out in our everyday, that we just sense and feel the level of compassion, Lord God, that even you had, Lord God, as you went out in the highways and byways, and we're compelling people to come, Lord God, that there's just a love that pours through us, Lord God, a tenderness, a yearning, a yielding, Lord God, and our hearts are drawn to those, Lord God, who are lost, Lord God, who don't know you and who need desperately to know you, Lord God. It's for your glory, is God. We want to glorify you. We want to magnify you. We want to uh, see you, God, amplified, oh God, as we go out and we pray and minister to people today, Lord God, and share the good news. We're just sharing some good news. We're just sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. We're just sharing the hope that's in you, O oh Lord. And it's not us, Lord God, but you're using our mouths, our hands, our ears, Lord God. You're using this physical body, Lord God, and we just put this body under subjection unto you, Lord God, as we go out and just minister and pray for people, Lord God, and see the power, the magnification of Jesus displayed in the marketplace, displayed in our everyday, Lord God. You're a God that wants to be with us all the time, oh Lord. You want to be as close as a whisper. And, Lord, we want you to be. And so, Lord, I pray for compassion. I speak to the spirit of anxiety or fear or intrepidation. Lord, what will trumpet is just our love for people and our compassion, Lord God. And the compassion comes from you. And so, Lord, we thank you for us pouring in the compassion the gentleness, the concern, Lord God, that you have for those who don't know you. And even for those who do know you, Lord God, they're not walking in the revelation of healing, of restoration, of peace, Lord God. Everything operates through peace. And where there's contention and bickering and complaining and all of those things, we invite the enemy into our territory. You know, you invite the enemy to your party when you when you go into complaining and murmuring. And that's one of the reasons why the Egyptians didn't go into the promised land, didn't possess the kingdom of God and its benefits because they constantly murmured and complained. They stayed in 
themselves and in the flesh. But, Lord, we declare and decree today that we don't want to uh, be deceived or be uh, be deceived in and of ourselves, Lord God, and we just put our flesh on the altar, Lord God, and we say, Lord, not here. We're going to be people who are going to be victorious. We're going to walk in victory. Our mouths are going to be blessings, not cursing, Lord God. And the enemy is so slick and so cunning that he will use bad behaviors from your parents, Lord God, to have people slide, slick, and cursing. And, and the thing about that is, is that you know it. And so when you know it and you don't do better, then you get the reward of that, exactly what you're doing. So we, we pray for those little sly things that the enemy will try to come in and just have us in the level of immaturity. And you, you wonder why we don't have revival, because we're not obeying the Lord. We're not submitting our whole heart to the Lord. We're not being stewards of our mind, body, and soul and then we let another day go by and we're still doing the same thing. Look, there if you sow right if you sow seeds of kindness, you'll reap seeds of kindness. If you sow seeds of love, you're gonna reap seeds of love. God is not marked. If you don't have love, you ain't sown no seeds of love. If you don't have kindness, you haven't sown seeds of kindness. If you don't have compassion, you haven't sown any seeds of compassion. You know, sometimes, you know, one of the things that the Lord is showing to me is that he said, if you are doers of the word. Now, some of us are hearers, but we had not quite got to the doing part. And the doing part has to do with us submitting our, our lifestyle, our lordship to Jesus. Though you can't be in control and Jesus is in control. It's God or nothing. And then the results will show. The flourishing. Sometimes things are not as difficult as we make them to be, but the difficulty has come in because you've come in. You've stepped in God's territory and said, look, God, I got it from here. I'm going to take care of this. And this is the way my daddy's talk. This is the way my mama talk. This is the way my uncle talk. With all that talking, it's going to get you right where you are, nowhere. And so, Lord, help our mouths and our tongues to speak like Jesus speaks. To, to 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 not curse, to only bless, to be kind and gentle with our mouths, with what comes out of our mouths, because out of our mouths are seeds. Everything that comes out of your mouth is a seed, and it's going to plant itself somewhere. Amen? And so I'm just talking about the word today. The Lord was saying to me, what is your relationship with my word? And some people don't have a relationship with the word because they don't read the word. And, Lord, we pray that we want to be readers of your word. If we dismiss reading and studying and enjoying the word, then God can't come in and convict us of anything because we, we are clueless as to what his word is saying. And also there's no benefit from You cannot benefit from anything that you have not, what, researched, read, pondered over, and then allow it to, what, plant uh, seeds in your heart that will grow into the overflow. For so, for so many people, Christians especially, if you don't read, you can't grow. You don't grow in your vocabulary, just in the natural. If you read a lot of books, your vocabulary will expand, your writing ability will be expanded, and your ability to communicate what? To give back uh, what you read and to 
uh, communicate will increase. Well, so in the natural, so in the spiritual. As you begin to have a relationship with the Word, which means reading and studying to show yourself approved, then God can begin to allow that seed of the, the Word is going to automatically begin to be planted and grown and grow in your heart. But when you take seeds and you put it on stony ground, harsh ground, ground that won't be receptive to the word, then that seed just dies. It doesn't go anywhere. It can't, it's not planted in your, in your heart. You're not saying, Lord, I'm going to change by this word. You said in your word that I'm supposed to uh, tame my tongue, and so, Lord, I'm going to tame my tongue. And so, and you begin to act, and then that word germinates and begins to what? To produce fruit. And so many people wonder why they're fruitless. Well, you're fruitless because you're not, you're not, and you're not planting the word. You're deceiving yourself. See, there's a level of deception, I believe, in the church and, and Christians in general that think just because they go to church on Sunday and they heard the pastor that they should be fruitful. No, the fruit comes when you take that word, you plant it into your heart, you put it into your mind, you renew your mind, and then transformation takes place. Amen? So if transformation hasn't taken place, which is fruit, then you have done nothing but it's useless exercise. It's a useless exercise. It's a useless exercise. Amen? And we can't skirt around the obvious because you still won't get anywhere, and that's deception. That's like, you know, we're going to distract ourselves by going to do good works, you know, this and that and the other. And God will bless those people who are doing that, but for you, God will bless those people just because he's using every tool that he can to reach the lost. But as far as your personal lifestyle and your personal um, increase of faith and, and just you growing in God from an intimacy standpoint, you just missed it. You just missed it. And that, that was a revelation. I said, wow, how can these people just go around and do awesome things? And they, then, then they're uh, 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 really a social wreck. And God was saying, because he could use a donkey, but a donkey is never going to be a human being. It's limited. And the Lord was saying the same thing with us. If we don't allow the word to germinate in your spirit, man, and transform your heart so that your actions and your behavior is different or changed from last year or two years ago or 20 years ago or when you were a child, then you are deceiving yourself. You're deceiving yourself because people are going to look for People are looking for transformed lives. People are looking for those who not only say, I, I know the gospel, but I am the gospel, meaning that you're exhibiting a transformed life, a life that is humiliated and humbled before the Lord. And so, Father, I just pray for those who may be listening to this broadcast. They may not be listening to now, but later on as, as the time passes, Lord God, I just pray that their heart be open to transformation, to allowing the word of God to transform their very life, and that they release, release and relinquish their authority and control over their life and allow you, Lord God, to lead them and guide them and to soften their heart so that they have tender words, Lord God, no justing, Father. You know, another thing is justing. God does not like justice. He actually speaks against justice in the word of God. 
And I believe the reason why he says that is because justing is there's a level of insincerity in it, of, of insincerity in it, and it's it's uh it doesn't it doesn't represent him and his heart towards his children and his people that he's trying to reach. So he don't want you to be a part of gossiping and gesturing and and joking and, and he don't like any of that because it's not something that he he likes. Now it's all right to do a joke if everybody's laughing and everybody's okay. But if it if it hurts someone else's feelings or things like that, then it's not in line with God's word or it's not in line with what God's heart is about. You know, sometimes we'll do something we don't know and we may hurt someone's feelings and you say, Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. I know I hurt your feelings and I'm I'm sorry. But when that doesn't occur, then we it, we're leaving doors open for the enemy. So many times people people say, "Well, that's just the way I am." Well, you're gonna be the way you are, and, and God's gonna move on with somebody He can use. And so that's why some so many people I find that you're just not fruitful because you're not usable. You're not at the place where God can use you. You haven't really succumbed to your own self. And so God may use you on a limited basis, but He would never use you with the masses because you just you just have not committed your life to the Lord. And so that's for someone today, and they can take it or leave it. But I know in my heart what God has said, and He's saying I will never share with you my masses, millions and millions of people, because you have to have my heart. You don't have my heart, you can't you can't serve my people. Amen. And so God is saying, you you could you could be uh, all of that in the bag of chips, but if you don't have the heart of God, you will never be able to serve His people because it's His people. He's just using as, us as a conduit. We're just like instruments. But if that you, sometimes you have an instrument and it's dull, then you just put that thing to the side. You get you will get an instrument that's sharp. You don't you don't try to continue to work with a dull. Uh, instrument that's not working or functioning properly. It was designed to hammer, but if the hammer is not hammering, then you don't continue to use it. You put it to the side and you go get another hammer because it doesn't do the job. And that's what God is saying. I have a lot of people in the kingdom that I would love to use, but they're not in position, or they're not they're not in position to be used. They're busy fighting the person who's using the hammer. You can't fight the person who's using the hammer. You the hammer. You have to relax, release, and let go and let him. And because you fight and you take that thing, you ever seen like, you know, when we used to cook crabs and stuff, you know, some of them, every now and then you get one or two crabs, they just going to fight getting in the pot. Because they know, <laughs> you know, they know they, they try to go in that pot of hot water. But, you know, sometimes you just, you just have to understand that if you were that kind of person and you fighting God, I mean, don't expect to be used for him and don't expect don't expect don't 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 expect to be used by him because you, you you're not you're not in position. You you're not in that position. Amen. And so God won't use you. He don't use dull things. He uses things that's ready and sharp and ready to go and are submissive. That's another thing. Sometimes we're not really wanting to submit our mouths to Jesus. We're busy mouthing, but we won't submit our mouths to Jesus. Well, you're gonna have your mouth, but you won't be, you won't. God won't share with you his 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 massive, beautiful people that he has because he doesn't want people to be hurt. A lot of too many people are being hurt when hurt when I always say hurting people hurt other people, and sometimes that may just be you. 
You just may be hurt and don't realize it. And until that happens, until you allow God to really come into your life and change you, nothing's going to happen. So what happens, you may get frustrated. But the whole point is, is this, is that God's not trying to get you in a frustrating situation. He's trying to deliver you. So be ready to be delivered. And I was just so proud. I, I met this young man this, uh, this past week. And you know what? The reason why some of the people in, in this particular form was wondering why God was using him. You know why? Because they, they, they not, he not stuck in no way. He ain't in the way. He's, he wants to be used by God. And so God was using him tremendously in the area of healing. See, God will use people in the area of healing that ain't, ain't stuck on themselves, uh, trying to build a ministry for themselves and all that. This guy is out there trying to help other people, and he's seeing miraculous healings, and he's a, a, a new believer. He's just been born again a couple of months. And some of the people have been in, in Jesus' way for 20 and 30 years and just coming to a revelation of healing, but they ain't been used by God. But the reason why is because God is not going to use people who are stuck in pride. He is not going to entrust you with his precious jewel. You ever seen a, a diamond or a jewel? I have never seen anybody. Even if somebody give you a $100 bill, I don't see anybody beating that, beating that bill, tearing it up, wrinkling the corners, laughing at the dollar, $100, and think that it's going to be spendable. No, they'll take that $100, they'll fold it, crisp it, iron it even, and, and, and they take very great care of that $100. Some people do that with a dollar. Boy, they'll go and fight you for a dollar. Well, we need to learn how to deal with God's people that way. When we can begin to see the preciousness of a, of a saint or preciousness of any other human being that has blood flowing through their veins, then we'll start seeing the move of God. Oh, I'm serious about this. Because a lot of people want to see the move, but they don't want to love nobody. Well, you ain't going to see much of it. You're not going to see it because God moves by love. Amen? And that is his word. You will change your ways or you're going to get left behind. And he will go on to the next generation because he has his platform of how he wants to move. And it is in love and you will submit to being a loving person or you will get left behind. And so you will see value. You will see, I've seen people with who will value their cars. Oh, you can't put a scratch on that car or a dent on that car. Oh, Lord. Because what their heart is attached to that car. Well, God wants us to, our hearts to be attached to what he loves, and he loves people. So he will never abuse people. He will never say bad things. People. He will never justify people. He will never uh, uh, dishonor people. He is, he was like, he is just so precious. Did I hurt your feelings? Oh, I don't want to hurt your feelings. It's that type of attitude. It's that type of I'm in love with Jesus, and I'm in, and because I'm in love with Jesus, I love His people. That that is the revival that God is looking for. He is not coming back for people who are stuck up and got issues with with loving folks to the point that you will even sacrifice major things for someone else. You you understand when you begin to do that, then you begin to walk the path of love. Then there's a flow. Because God has a pathway of which he wants to flow in, and it's all through love. And unless we are ready to go through that pathway, 
we're clogged up with all kinds of stuck-up issues and everything. God can't move that way, and thus there is no revival like we really want to see it. And God wants to do something different with these revivals. He just don't want people to get goosebumps and fall out and lay out and all that. He wants this revival to transcend the hearts of man from heart to heart. From heart to heart, we're loving on each other. From heart to heart, we're looking out for each other. See, I was looking at the book of Acts, and it says in the book of Acts some very key things. And one of the things it said, those people didn't have any needs. And you got to wonder about somebody that don't have any I mean, people, you know, we'll give a dollar or two or a hundred dollars or take care of somebody that we're related to. But when you talk about a community of believers that's not really blood-related, and they're making sure that everything is taken care of, that's a heart thing. That's a heart thing. And when we are falling in love with each other from a heart perspective, can I look out for you? Can I take care of your child? Can I make sure you get a ride to work? Can I do this? Can I? And then loving it, not just doing it out of duty, saying, well, I checked the box, God's going to give me a reward. No, the reward is with that attitude, that is your reward. Because we can't, we can't work our way to heaven. There is no work. And that's another thing. Christians think they're going to go off and work and they're going to feel good about them. That's the flesh. So if we're working and we're going out and we're doing things and you're doing it thinking, God, please, check yourself. It may just be you're still in the flesh. Because God wants to operate through love and through compassion. And this revival, I believe, is going to be superseded by us being able to walk in sheer humiliated, humbled love, pure love of the highest order, of the highest order. And it's going to take a stepping back from yourself and seeing God move. But I believe when that occurs, there will be no question about who is uh, it, it, uh, moving this revival ahead. Because we've, we've loved in pockets, but we haven't really done this wholehearted thing. If you look at the book of Acts, those people were on one accord. And the re- reason why Ananias and Sapphira got, you know, God was trying to create his church. He had a foundation of which he wanted to create it on. And first of all, he didn't want to create it on what? Deception. Deception is doing good stuff and then pretending you're doing something good, but really your heart ain't, ain't right. Their heart wasn't right. They wanted to, wanted to look good in the eyes of the other people. And God wasn't having it. God wasn't having it. They wanted to look good in the eyes of the other people. And God wasn't having it. He was saying, I'm building my church on, the, on, on, on love and not who can look better than the next person. Amen. They looked like they were doing a good work, right, handing over the goods, but their heart wasn't right. And I believe in this revival and what God is doing, your heart going to have to be right or you're going to get left behind. He's not taking anything less than that. Amen? And so that's what I was, the Lord just put on my heart today is that God's like, if your heart ain't right, if it's full of flesh, I don't care if you, if you quote, look like you're doing good stuff. A whole lot of people are doing good things, but their heart ain't right. It's, very, it's in deception. They want to look good in, in the sight of man and the sight of people. But God is not impressed with that. He's only impressed with your, with your, with your spirit man, connected to his spirit man, loving people in a genuine, sincere, I really do care about you and not me. 
Me doing this is not about me. Me doing this is not checking the box for me and hoping God looking out and seeing what I'm doing. No, that is in the flesh. And God's not tolerating. He's not going to have it. Amen. Amen. I'm just being for real. What God just showed me is that the reason why Ananias, they wanted to look good in the eyes of the people. They wanted to look good in the eyes of the people. And they wanted to bring the spirit of deception in. But God was not having it. Amen. So that that's just the word for today. I just believe, Father, we just thank you for everyone that's listening on this on this um on this telecast right now. Father, I pray that their hearts are willing to submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Until we're ready to do that, we won't see the revival that you're looking for, God. We may see something, but we won't see what you're looking for. You're looking for people who will love you from the heart who are willing to give up everything for you, Jesus, and trust you, oh God, with everything that they have. And so, Father, I thank you that you will help raise up this next generation that will love you with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind, will leave closed doors to be closed doors, will not look for the accolades of man, but know that that Jesus is the reason for what they're doing, and that's all. And so, Lord, I pray for the hearts, the compassion that we will have, not only zeal, Lord God, but compassion, and that our mouths will show our goodness and and what God is saying to us, and that we just will just love Jesus. Excuse me. We will just love Jesus by loving his people. Amen. So I pray that you have a blessed day. Tomorrow we're at 930. We are having um, Grace Through Faith. We're just coming together and just fellowship, like minds, getting together, fellowshipping and worshiping God and just enjoying each other's company. And uh, we hope to see you there, um, the Duval uh, Event Center um, in Glendale, uh, Glendale, Maryland. And uh, we're right off of Route 50. Uh, You can't miss it. You can go on the website, gtfwc.com, and get the information. But we just want to bless you this morning and just pray for any needs. You know, the Holy Spirit is always working, and he already is already there and willing and, and able and wants to heal you um, because he already did the work. Amen. And what we have to do is just receive it and walk in it. He wants everything to be whole. You know, the Lord gave me a vision, not a vision, but just like a, a picture. He uses pictures with me, and he just showed me, where he had, he wants things to be whole. He wants our bodies to be whole, completely functioning, capable of 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 whatever it takes for him uh, to use us. And and we just need to be in a whole state. Everything functioning, every organs functioning properly, every cell functioning properly. And we just need to walk with Jesus in that. Amen. And so that because he wants us well, because he wants us whole and sound, because being whole and sound and well reflects. His glory reflects who he is. You are walking sign and wonder. Amen. And so we want to be well because it reflects God's glory. It reflects who he is. It reflects his mercy and his generosity towards us. So with that, I'm going to leave you. And, again, I say, well, hope to see you uh, tomorrow at 930 at Grace Through Faith Worship Center. Amen. Mm-hmm.